The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. He spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. Then the man who was blind went and washed and came back able to see. The neighbors and those who had, been, who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying it is he. Others were saying no, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, he put mud on my eyes. Then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, how can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, what do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He said, he is a prophet. They answered him, you were born entirely in sins and are you trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. So just so you know, I read the shorter version of the Gospel. So then I can warm up the church now with the, with the preaching. There's different things you can do. You can applaud during the homily as a way to stay warm. You can stand up, walk around if you need to, do whatever you need, but we'll, we'll get through this. During the season of Lent, this is the third homily of a three-homily series for Lent called Repent. You know, the, the call of our Lenten journey, which began on Ash Wednesday, was to turn away from sin and to believe in the gospel. And the readings and the liturgies that lead us to Easter seek to kind of open up our eyes and our hearts to God's grace, to God's love that we repent and transform. And I've been using, defining the word repent, I think kind of in a sense deeper and broader than just turning away from sin. I've defined it as to rearrange your entire way of thinking, feeling, and being in order to embrace God's path for us. It's a complete change, a conversion that we don't live our lives for ourselves, but for the Lord and for the sake of others. And that means for us during Lent, kind of letting go of those distractions, recalibrating, resetting ourselves, 
that Christ's way needs to be our way, and that's not easily done. We're distracted. Sins take us off the path. Selfishness. And this world kind of battles against this reality because we hear in this world, worry about yourself. Take care of yourself. Don't worry about anyone else. Nothing else matters. Life is short. Enjoy it. As opposed to the gospel, it says, lay down your life for others. It's in giving that our lives are transformed. And so Lent is not just this time to give up Tim Horton's coffee or chocolates or even going to the sacrament of reconciliation and being forgiven of sins. It's all of these things help us transform. And the readings throughout Lent give us this insight of what this conversion is supposed to mean, how things turn right side up in our lives, not only to place Christ at the heart, but that for us to be the risen Lord in this world. We began in the first Sunday of Lent of Jesus, we heard in the gospel, being led by the Holy Spirit out into the desert. He went out into the desert first and foremost to get away from the noise, to get away from the distractions, and to prepare his heart for his mission. To lay down his life for us. And in the midst of that, he's tempted by the devil. Well, Lent for us is that time to get away from the distractions, to tune out the world and tune into God's grace, to discover how we are called to be on mission as faithful disciples. Where is the Lord sending us? And in the midst of that, we're going to be tempted. Because we know God's way is always going to be challenging, is going to ask a lot of us, and yet that's how we fulfill our lives. There's a grace, of course, in following God's pathway. Another gospel during this Lenten journey was a scene of the transfiguration. Peter, James, and John go up this mountaintop and see Jesus transfigured in glory, an epiphany moment, right? The three wise men at Christmas, the baptism of the Lord, the transfiguration are all epiphany moments of showing who Jesus is, the Son of God. And he appears with Moses and Elijah. Moses and Elijah, two superheroes of the Old Testament. And Peter is so, he realizes this is a sacred place. Let's make three dwellings. Let's hang out here because this is true peace and true joy. Well, our spiritual mountaintops are here. Sometimes it's warmer. Tough crowd, tough crowd. Maybe you think warm thoughts will be helpful. We come to this spiritual mountaintop to have Jesus transfigured in word and in the Eucharist and in one another so that we can descend from that mountaintop because Jesus on that mountain also saw Jerusalem and saw the cross and saw his mission. Well, we too, when we come to Mass, we get nourished, we get fed, we get strengthened for the fact of descending from this mountain to be able to be apostles in our era today. We also, in uh, Old Testament reading from uh, Genesis, we also heard the call of Abraham and Sarah to leave everything that they've known, their home, their family, their land, and be called out to become the beginnings of a new nation. And Abraham and Sarah trusted God to leave everything that they knew to go somewhere else where, you know, God didn't show a Facebook picture of what it was going to look like. They left everything that they knew 
to follow where God wanted them to go. And hopefully during Lent, for us, especially as a family of parishes, when we're going through a prayerful discernment for the future, we're willing to go where God wants us to be, not where we want to be. Not what we want to hang on to. We're living out these biblical stories in real time here for the sake of being able to proclaim the gospel in Chatham and to the world. And so, you know, this faith that Abraham and Sarah had in God, we too are called. Last weekend, the woman at the well, this conversation of the Samaritan woman and Jesus, having a conversation and dialogue, it invites us during Lent that we need to have conversations with the Lord in our prayer, but also conversations with one another to grow in faith. That's how this Lenten conversion, this repentance takes place. It's not in isolation, but it's in community, it's in conversation, it's in dialogue to discover God's grace and God's love. We heard in the first reading for this weekend's Mass, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, God speaking to Samuel, who's looking to choose a king, one of Jesse's sons, because I've rejected, for the Lord does not see as the human sees, The human looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. And we celebrate and we see this anointing of David, the youngest of the sons of Jesse, not the expected one. The young son, inexperienced, unknown. God chooses him. Well, during our Lenten journey of repentance, the Lord chooses each of us to be proclaimers of the good news, to share God's love in this world. We are chosen, and that happens in our baptism, strengthened in our confirmation, to proclaim what but mercy, love, grace, and joy. And for us, we're in this process of Ignite the Mission as this opportunity for us to be able to follow the Lord. And the documentation's out, the sharing sessions are taking place, Everything's online, the bulletin article's there. Hopefully you're reading them. Because we together as the five churches in Chatham, as this family, have to make some major decisions not to survive, but to thrive in sharing the gospel. If we just look to survive, we, it, we will fail. It will not happen and we will not be faithful to the, what the Lord is calling Catholics of every generation. That is not only to preach the gospel, but to live it so that people's lives are transformed. And so documentation is back at the back of all the churches. The feedback forms are at the back of all the churches. We've had sharing sessions. We've had opportunities for to reflect and then also to look at this feedback on this ongoing dialogue and conversation to find out how God is calling us to help change the world. Right? In the second reading, brothers and sisters, once you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. How do we discover that? Well, for us, especially during Lent, the sacrament of reconciliation, the sacrament of peace. Next Sunday, we have an opportunity of a communal penance service at St. Joseph's Sunday afternoon. We have different confession times for us to really uh, allow the Lord to free us from the the burden, the baggage of sin. 
If you haven't gone to reconciliation in a long time, it's okay. We say welcome back. The sacrament of reconciliation, the sacrament of peace is that, a place of peace, a safe place to be loved by God and to be set free. We want to repent during Lent, we go to the sacrament of reconciliation. And finally, this beautiful image this weekend of this gospel. The man born blind who everybody thought he inherited sin, and that's why God punished him because he couldn't see. Jesus cures his sight, but that's just one part of the story. That's the minor part that he could physically see. What happens is the major part is the gospel at the end of this gospel where he recognizes and sees Jesus as the Son of God, as the Messiah. And hopefully during Lent, in our practices and all the opportunities we have, that we can renew our sight of seeing the Lord in our lives, but also the mission that he calls us to, to proclaim his love. Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, and who is he, sir? Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, you have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. And that worship is not just bowing down, but worshipping him is living his life changed because he truly encountered Christ. Well, during Lent for us, we seek that encounter. We seek that transformation to live like Christ. And part of that seeing the Lord for us as a family of parishes, the feedback forms become super significant to hear the voice of the Lord speaking through all of us. And the sharing sessions, we've got a couple left, one more in person and one online. There's been seven, and they've so far have been very powerful moments of discovery of conversation and so next weekend on Saturday morning there's one at 10 o'clock at the Spirit and Life Center then there's one more online all the information is in the bulletin but to be able to see one of the graces for me is to be able to see the people sharing not only their thoughts and ideas but seeing God work through them in the conversation in the dialogue because that helps inform me and pastoral council and finance committee to help together discern the future journey for us so as they conclude the homily, conclude this series, and we continue in our Mass, what does it mean to repent? To rearrange your entire way of thinking, feeling, and being in order to embrace God's path for us. That's not just individually for us in our own lives, but truly I believe for our family of parishes, this is a time for us to repent, to rearrange, to change, to see where God is calling us, so that we can proclaim the gospel now, but also in the future to proclaim God's love to the end of time.